Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Crossed Culture. We just wanted to give you a little bit of information about this episode before we got into it. So we originally recorded this episode as a part of our two-part series on detention camps back in May of this year. Um, And due to Black Lives Matter being a movement uh, across the United States, we really didn't want to take any attention away from that. So we decided to hold off on releasing the second episode in the series so as to pay respects and learn to be better allies. So... Yeah, if you remember the last episode, we were talking about uh, Uyghur Muslims in China who were being detained by the Chinese authoritarian government. We were kind of looking at how dictatorships were formed, how they came to power, uh, what sort of societal and cultural tools they use to incite culture wars. And um, we kind of were weighing to see if what was happening in China was similar to what had happened in past dictatorships. And that came out in May. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and check it out. It's, um, it's pretty interesting. There's a great documentary on PBS as well uh, on Frontline that came out in April about the Uyghur po- uh, population in China. And if you haven't listened to that, we are going to reference some stuff in this episode from that past episode, from part one, so it would make a little bit more sense, too, and you would learn about some really wild stuff that's going on right now in China. Um, Just go listen to it. You know, (laughs) what what the hell else are you doing right now? Just listen to it. And so part two of this episode is about detention camps in the United States. Um, So like we said, we recorded this episode in May, so not all of the numbers that we talk about in this episode are might be accurate anymore um obviously things have changed but this was information that i had found in may specifically at ice detention centers here in aurora colorado so um i would encourage you to look for new statistics because things have changed but not that much um that's what's so frustrating yeah yeah so get into it if uh if there's anything that you notice that's odd you know Give us a shout out. Let us know if there's any discrepancies. A lot of that might be due to the passage of time. But, you know, we just get out there and research stuff, you know. Don't take our word for it. Absolutely. It's just a starting point to get new conversations out um, to people around the the country. So anyways, buckle in for an uh, episode about detention camps in the United States. And thank you so much for being a part of our cross-culture journey. detainment camps united states (laughs) like i feel i feel as though we heard more about it um early on when it was happening um and people were really angry and you know like being more present on social media about it and then it kind of dropped off and there were other things that people were you know and like not that other things aren't horrible also (laughs) you know um but it kind of disappeared from social media. It had its 15 minutes of fame or whatever you want to call it. You know, like that's shitty obviously, but, um, and, and like haven't really heard that much about it, you know, and it's still happening. There's still people there. There's like 40 over 40,000 people, obviously not 2 million, but that is still a large number of people. And 
it's also just mind-blowing, like you were saying, how it had its 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of my least favorite comments that I hear people say is, oh, the news cycle is so crazy these days. It's so fast, and it's just one thing after another. And it's like, we don't have, we don't have to buy into the news cycle. We can... <laughs> as individual free thinking people be like hey remember this thing that we were all read about two months ago what the fuck is going on with that also it's so messed up yeah you read it and then you forget about it right anyways um no collective memory no none zero um okay so like there have been a lot of issues obviously with these camps and like it's all under ice. Um, like a glacier. <laughs> yes. Um, but like even before, I mean, even before, what am I mean? Like what I'm going to get into is like more current, obviously with like COVID-19 and everything. But um, I think that before that, before this even started happening, people were already being treated very poorly at the camps. Um, so people were like really malnourished. Um, they were given like bad food, like rotten fruit food. No. They weren't given like necessary um, like sanitation. They were given like clean clothes, like bathing, proper bathing materials, toothbrushes, like that kind of stuff. Um, and there was a, like a lawsuit over it. I'm pretty sure it was the ACLU. Um, it was like, no, um, and the U.S. government, you know, like, went out saying, you know, like, children aren't getting this, basically. Um, was it a particular branch? I'm pretty sure it was under ice. Okay. Um, but, so, like, the reason that all happens is because a lot of these people are being held in private prisons. Okay. Which is... I think a lot of people think private prisons are gone now that Obama was like, we're going to roll back private prisons. Right. They're like, oh, it's done. It's over. No. Trump immediately, like one of the first things that Jeff Sessions did when he was in power was undo Obama's rollback of private prisons. Right. So private prisons were like, you know, like went down for a second and then, oh, came right back up and were as big. I don't know if that sound yeah, <laughs> told it was, you. <laughs> it was like a time lapse of like a plant growing, but sure, instead it's yeah, a yeah. horrible institution. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So private prisons are like, they're literally, they're private owned. Um, so people are making money off of them. So they'll go to whatever lengths necessary to cut costs. Hence giving people bad food, not giving them proper hygiene essentials and stuff um also um anyways there has been a lot of like issues of like mental health obviously too because they're showing there's like been studies that have been saying that one third of the deaths that are happening in ice custody are from suicides people committing suicide and like these guards and the prisons aren't doing anything when they see like nooses in people's cells you know yeah they're just like leaving it leaving like bugs and just like it's disgusting and horrible and people are just living there even i mean for most of these people it's because they are a legal citizen yeah a lot of them it's not 
they committed crimes, which I think is obviously something that Trump loves to say is that these people are criminals. A lot of them are children or families who've been separated and people who aren't criminals. Yeah. And they're just being, they're just being held here. I mean, like obviously looking at both of them, it's just like people are being held because of the way they look, their religion, their whatever their nationality their race whatever you want to call it any one of those things you know something that for the most part you have no control over so i have two questions okay how did the how did the private prisons make money i know that might be a simple question but i don't know is it like subsidized the federal government pays so when there's like not enough room in state or federal run prisons, the federal government pays for basically people for people to be in these private prisons. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Gotcha. Like I didn't do research into that, but that's like how I think it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cause yeah, I can't, I imagine cutting costs is a huge part of it, but it's like, where's the, the money? Mm-hmm. It's gotta be, yeah. Like subsidized as a, yeah. And like tax cuts, you know, like right. all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so private prisons, the crazy thing is, um, the only house, like 9% of the United States prison population. So I think that has been a big rollback, but 73%, um, they hold 73% of like immigrant detainees. Okay. So my second question. Oh yes. Sorry. No, you're fine. I completely forgot. Obviously, someone shows up at the border. They're a non-U.S. citizen. They get taken into custody because they're it's national trespassing, international trespassing. Mm-hmm. What is being like? Do you know if anything is being done in Congress to? change the way that that process happens the naturalization process i know this is something that you studied quite Mm -hmm. a bit in college um with people seeking asylum um but i mean i don't i don't really know that much about the immigration side of it um but for the most part no um i think that's kind of especially given the just Congress and Trump, um, a lot of things won't get passed. I'm maybe they are working on stuff. Um, but I think that they know that it'd be really tough to try and pass anything right now. Right. Immigration reform, even like not non pandemic wise, it would be really difficult to, for anything to pass because it would, it would just get shot down in the Senate. If not, Trump would veto it. Right. Um, because the system is clearly not working for the people who want to come to this country. And I guess another question is what reasons does the U S government other than protecting the economy when jobs are, when the, the economy is doing well, um, what other reasons does the U S government have for, for holding these people as opposed to funneling them to the appropriate channels to be become naturalized U.S. citizens. 
I mean, that right there, you're arguing like politics. You know, the, for me, the, there is no, there shouldn't be a, there shouldn't, it shouldn't be like this. There should right. never be a reason that someone's arrested for wanting to come to the country. And so I'm never going to understand personally <laughs> how someone who doesn't feel that way rationalizes right. what's happening because it, it doesn't make sense. And it's, it's just, it's obviously also not non-profitable for the United States. So that doesn't make sense either as a capitalist country, like more people paying into taxes, more people, you know, supporting the economy, more people buying things like it's just, it just doesn't make sense. Like from any standpoint, why people, why we wouldn't want more people to be citizens. Yeah. I'm, I I know the arguments that I've heard when it's brought up are typically, it's not the appropriate channels, right? It, like people who want to get in this country should go through the appropriate channels, yeah. which is a very inefficient facet of government of our government. Oh yeah, it can take anywhere from two to five years on right? par with the DMV, really. Yeah. Right there, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so it's they should go through the appropriate channels, mm-hmm. which are clearly not built for the current global situation of immigration. Yeah. Or the economy, right? There's see, I don't even understand that one. People think that they're that immigrants are taking jobs that belong to nat, you know, natural. Uh, what's the word? Born U.S. born citizens. Yeah. I don't know. People born in the United States, but, I guess. But, but it's just like that's so dumb. <laughs> and it's also been debunked, right? Because yeah, in times yeah. when the economy is weak and the the wages that jobs pay decreases. Studies have shown that, you know, U.S. born citizens or, you know, people who have been settled in America for their families for one or two generations, they don't want want to work the jobs that are paying, you know, less than, you know, you know, seven dollars an hour mm-hmm. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. The minimum wages. Yeah. So what do you mean that Wall Street exec isn't going to go. Right. Do some actual work for once. And then. I guess the only other argument I hear is that crime is a problem. Yeah, which is, uh, has been debunked by countless studies. There is no link between immigration and crime. It has nothing to do with it. Um, it's just, there's just nothing, there's nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> That's just it. Um, so it's, but, but people who I think, tend to believe that more don't tend to look at that kind of stuff don't tend to look at studies or information scientific information that looks at whether this does have an influence on something yeah and there's a great podcast from wnyc they do that three-part series called the crossing oh that's right yeah that debunks a lot of the the crime Mm -hmm. um yeah it's a really interesting one that's three part it's like in El, el paso um, I think, or a small town near El Paso, right on yeah, the border. There's yeah. like a fence on this high school. Yeah. It's that, like the border to Mexico. Yeah. And it's like close to Ciudad Juarez, which mm-hmm. is, you know, pretty renowned for being a, yeah. a pretty rough neighborhood. Um, anyway, sorry. Anyways, no, that's okay. That's okay. That went deep into immigration. But um, one thing that I just that it's just like insane is um ice like won't vaccinate people 
Um, and actually, I was reading that in Aurora, which is in Colorado here, it is like a bit east of us. Yeah. yeah um, there is a there is a ICE detention center in Aurora. Okay. I actually found that out from work. Um, but in this article I was reading, there was a like big issue because there was a chicken pox breakout mm. in the ICE detention center in Aurora. Um, and there was like people were getting a lot of heat about it. Our ice was getting a lot of heat about it. Um, Did they melt? <laughs> yeah, they melted. That was a good one. <laughs> Anyways, so like given coronavirus, COVID-19, um, I actually saw an article right before we started doing the podcast that was from NPR that was talking about how ICE is reacting to... Like, it was like published two days ago, but I didn't see it for some reason when I did my internet search. Um mm. That was published two days ago saying that they have been releasing some people from custody. And they were like, we're releasing like it was like a couple hundred people. I was like, really? Congratulations. You want us to give you a fucking trophy for releasing (laughs) 200 people who shouldn't have been held? People that were being held for nonviolent reasons. It's like, seriously? Right. You want a fucking trophy for that? (laughs) Congratulations for releasing a couple hundred people of the 40,000 that you have detained here. And a lot of prisons and prison systems are releasing prisoners because mm-hmm. they're either at the end mm-hmm. of their sentence. Um, is that right? You know, yeah, I've yeah. actually been doing a lot of that at work lately. Okay. Um, so a, r- a lot of people who were in for um, nonviolent drug crimes who had like a sentence of 90 days in jail um, at least in my case, those a lot of people, those people are getting released. Um, a lot of people who are like a month away from parole are getting released. Um, yeah. So it's like, it's like people who are either at the end of their sentence were doing a sentence that was a very short period of time. Um, and are just like not obviously a risk to public safety. Um, it's mostly people getting released from, like I said, the end of their sentence are from jails. So it's not really people from like the general prison population. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, um, which I think is something that people are like freaked out about. And I'm like, no, it's okay. It's right. Some murderers not going to get out. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> also calm down. <laughs> yeah. And then it also brings up the question of if the system is just like, okay, well close enough for this person that really didn't do too much. It's like, why were they even in here in the first place? Right. Where yeah. do you draw the line of like, you know, exactly. I've been feeling yeah. like that. Exactly. Um, what's, do you know, sorry to bog okay. you down again, but do you know like the longest sentence for something like that, that someone has been released early for? I don't. Okay. No worries. Um, I, it would just be crazy to me if it was like more than two decades, you know, I mean, even more than a decade, you know, what do you mean? Well, if someone was like arrested for drug trafficking and then they got, you know, over as long as there was nothing violent coinciding, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. I mean, they wouldn't get a sentence for a couple of decades. That wouldn't. I know. Yeah. That's so someone, I mean, like that, that, you know, like people arrested for drug crimes don't actually go to prison. They end up just being in jail most of the time right. unless they were like. Lots of drugs, yeah. <laughs> drug lord, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, you know, um, a lot of people don't end up going to prison for that. That's good. Oh. Just regular jail. Yeah. I'm really relieved because yeah. that's good for me. Okay. But anyways, they have started to see, see outbreaks, um, mostly from officers, um, at the detainment camps. A lot of officers were, 
um, showing symptoms and were tested positive. And um, sick, gross, literally sick. Um, And they weren't using gloves. They weren't wearing masks. They weren't doing anything. And these people are like jammed like sardines. Um, And it's just like breeding grounds for it. That's so awful. And they're not given like soap and like hand sanitizer to like wash their hands. And they're like in contact with all these high contact surfaces you know right. like these are all the things that are being shown to spread the virus um and like there's obviously it's a vulnerable population like in a jail in a prison in a detention camp which is basically it's literally a jail mm-hmm. um like that's just shown to be like a petri dish for bacteria and viruses just spreading like crazy right yeah that also makes me think about the story that I found and was talking about where I think one of the huge problems to investigating what's going on in China is the lack of information about what is happening with this population that the Chinese government has taken upon themselves to forcibly move around and manage Mm -hmm. and like what is presently happening with them and as as is common knowledge the COVID-19 virus originated in China, Mm -hmm. Wuhan, China. Yeah. So there's no one really knows what that means for this population of people who have been quote unquote released, even though there's very little evidence of that. Yeah. Jesus. It could just spread through them like crazy too. Yeah. Wow. Anyways. um, Yeah. Detention camps suck. (laughs) Yeah. Really bad. Um, all right, so okay, let's let's bring it back then to the very start here. That checklist, mm-hmm. right? With with Adolf Hitler, and um, I don't know <laughs> where I put it. It's on the ground right here. Oh, it fell. My notebook fell. Okay. Burp, uh, burp, lady. Burp, 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 lady. That wasn't it. <laughs> it was pretty close. This is great. Okay. So this checklist. Influenced opinion with impassioned speech and likable images. I feel like that can be updated for modern times for being propaganda. Yeah. Okay. Propaganda. Yeah, definitely. in. I think in both cases. Right. Um... Let's see. Background in military intelligence. Economic difficulties. That's one of the situations. The people tend to exhibit economic difficulties. Isn't that what it was? Well, that gives rise, possibly gives rise. Like, so a society's economic difficulties giving rise to Mm -hmm. a dictator assuming more power. Oh, I see. Which. I wouldn't say is the example in the United States so much. I would argue that, um, I don't know I don't know how nothing has really happened yet but there is a lot of executive action that has been floated around of being taken and recently in a press conference the president said that he had absolute authority That's true he did say that um but I mean like that gave rise to his presidency that was what I was more thinking about Gotcha um but that does make sense yes Yeah Okay. What about in the case of China? Um, yeah. I mean, the recession in 
I think Xi Jinping came into power in 2009, really shortly after um, Obama came into power. And his regime came on the tails of, you know, a global recession um, at that time. So definitely used um, the surveillance field Mm -hmm. to bolster the tech industry um, and provide for the working class in that way. You know, he's also right wing, um, more uh, economy focused kind of a leader in addition to other things. Okay. Fueled conspiracies. Yes. Yes. In both cases, we can just say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Becomes a martyr for the cause. Mm. I don't know if that one applies to Chinese government either. I guess yeah. maybe by labeling the war on terror, the war on terror, it maybe, kind of sets yeah. them up as the victim. Yeah. I don't think there's really I don't think there's really an argument for it United States wise. I I would again challenge that but I'm not not convinced but I just think rhetorically a lot of the current administration's response to to anything that is um doesn't put portray them in an amazing light is to make themselves the victim, right? Yeah. I guess. But but yeah, not nearly to the extent of like Hitler being thrown in jail. Okay, going down the checklist here. Mass media portrays falsified private life. So that's kind of ties into propaganda, but it's related to an individual being mm-hmm. a dictator. Yeah. Um I feel like Trump doesn't have a private life. His life is literally nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I feel like his life is his tweets, but there we go. I mean, mass media is Twitter. (laughs) Right. Use perpetrated violence to justify expanded power and detainment of political enemies. See, I think that's kind of where you can start to draw the line of where the United States is at a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like violence, yes, people are in prison, but it hasn't been to the extent that the Chinese government is or that. Right. So this is actually Germany. This is actually referring to violent acts that are occurring just in the country that the government then takes and says, "Okay, here's an incident that we need to prevent from happening. And and this is why I should have more power. Okay, then, yes, definitely. Because Trump will always talk about, you know, like the this person was a murderer. This one person who's from Mexico. Right. And is here illegally. Right. So they. We need to stop this person. Right. And everyone's like them. Because there are violent people. That, I mean, everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. So many violent people in the United States. <laughs> and so many. It's wild to me that I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick here, but just that the U.S. government right now is coming off of the tails of an impeachment where the president used the defense and, and a lot of Republicans used the defense of you can't convict someone for a crime that they didn't commit yet, mm-hmm. even if they're planning to commit the crime, when that is the same exact logic that's being used to hold a lot of these asylum seekers in custody. Yeah. A lot of the rhetoric, at least, yeah, that's being... Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's really wild, because that's well, the, the whole administration is just, like, so hypocritical. Right. And it just goes to show that politics, they don't... 
they don't hold true to one moral argument, right? It's not an absolute moral. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's it, they manipulate the moral to fit whatever cause benefits, you know, the party. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fear and surveillance. Well, yes. I mean, I feel like um, people who are immigrants are very fearful. Yeah. And maybe not as much surveillance as is going on in China, obviously. Um, but ICE is, you know, always looking to arrest people. Right. And is still actively arresting people. Yeah. Even, you know, during COVID. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely the case in China. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. That was <laughs> That's what everything was. Right. <laughs> That's what everything is right now. And I think when I was reading about that, it also... We have a lot of that that goes on in the United States, and there's a lot of, I think, privacy infringements that committed by the TSA, by a lot of government agencies um, that there's evidence for over the years. But it also, I, when I was reading about China, I felt, and I think I had to double, double check this instinct, I felt relieved that the U.S. hadn't gotten to this point yet. Mm-hmm. But then also, I had to think, take a step back and say wait a minute like i can't just look at this example which has been carried out to the absolute like polarizing dystopian extent that it can be carried out to and say oh my life's good because it's not that you know yeah. wow mm-hmm. like facebook has gotten into trouble zoom has gotten into trouble for privacy breaches um for surveillance of their people, you know, of, of their users. So I think it's more important now than ever to be aware, vigilant. Yeah. And to not sacrifice, uh, your privacy for convenience, which is hard. Yeah. But, but you gotta do it. It's also not that hard. Delete Facebook. Yeah. And, um, rallies believers to the cause by controlling weaker and vulnerable minorities. Absolutely. Yeah. So we went down the checklist and both pretty much match up completely. There were a couple where the U S wasn't quite at the point, um, of, yeah, you know, China's or Nazi Germany or Nazi Germany, but it's, it's just so mind blowing to me that this is going on right now. In China, it, it's it's the second, I mean, in modern history in the past 60 years, 70 years, however long it's been since the Holocaust, it's the largest mass detainment since the Holocaust. Yeah, I believe that. I had to think about it, just like thinking history-wise, but yeah. Yeah, two million, two million people. Wow, it's a lot of people. Yeah. There's like about 300 million people in the U.S. Yeah. Total. So anyways, this wasn't <laughs> very informative. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think I learned a lot about China. Um, a lot of information I really didn't know about. I feel like I watched the documentary, but I should probably still watch it anyway because now I'm very interested yeah, like I said, definitely check it out. We'll try to put the the link in the description, but it's um it's Frontline's 
documentary uh, called China, or let's see, Uncovering China, I believe. China Undercover. That's what it is. China Something Undercover. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out on PBS. It's, it's an hour long. It's free. What else are you doing right now? Might as right. well get up to date on some things that are happening. You know, instead of watching that true crime Netflix show that's going to scare the crap out of you, watch a real human rights crime. That is happening. And to that people. will also scare the crap out of you. It's good to know. The more you know, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> Dev, are you going to sleep tonight? I'm actually really tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Getting in a lot of information, you know, wears you out. Makes me sad and tired. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably just going to stay awake and... <laughs> we'll take shifts, how about that? <laughs> think about how my freedoms are rapidly <laughs> closing in around me. Let's overthrow the government. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, that's all we got this week. We'll try to do something a little more upbeat next week. Yeah, maybe a more positive episode, but I don't know I'm not going to apologize for... Tell them the truth. Yeah. It's, I mean, we are who we are. That's the other thing is like, it is a, it's a bummer, but at the same time, it's hard work staying informed about this stuff, but it's so important to do it. Um, Might as well have us tell you about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) We're just so knowledgeable. (laughs) I keep referring to us doing these podcasts as being like, like this week, (laughs) but we don't do it every week. (laughs) I'd be exhausted if we did it every week. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be horrible. Anyways. Um, social medias, cross culture podcast. You can find us on Instagram. (laughs) Not very active. I'll get better at it. (laughs) You know, it's a hard life. Um, but, uh, thanks so much for chilling with us, listening with us. Um, we hope you're happy ish staying happy staying healthy yeah totally. staying distanced don't um don't get mad at your governors for keeping you inside be thankful that they care enough to do it right yeah um do what you need to do for your mental health you know keep talking to people stay positive be well and and um, stay cross cultured Wow, what an episode of Cross Culture that we just listened to. Thank you so much for tuning in, and if you stuck around, Hey, way to keep on listening. Yeah, and like we said at the very beginning, um, like look into the new statistics, the new information that has come out about both these detention camps. Um, there's obviously not a ton of information coming out of China because they're filtering it, but you know you can get a lot of information about the ICE detention camps here, and that's a problem that is affecting people in the United States directly and something that we should all be involved in. Exactly. If you like this episode, go ahead and follow us on Spotify or, you know, keep on looking for new episodes. You can go to heliograph.squarespace.com. And we'd love to just uh, be able to engage in any sort of conversation with anyone who has stuff they'd like to say about what we're putting out there. Absolutely. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, not super active, but we're working on it. It's at Cross Culture Podcast. And um, we hope to 
make some more episodes here. Um, we're getting ready to do a move, so uh, I don't, I can't tell you how many we'll be able to put out before that point, but hopefully we can do one or two. And um, thank you guys for being here, and we hope you're staying, you're staying healthy and staying positive. Yep. Yeah. All right. Have a good one. Bye, guys.